0: Congregation, the text for this morning is our third is the Bible story about Cain and Abel. Let us especially focus on verse four. And Abel he also brought off the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord has respect unto Abel and to his offering so far. Different thanksgiving. The theme for this morning so soon. Different thanksgiving. First the thanksgiving of Cain. It takes most of the time. It's a long piece. Then the thanksgiving of Abel that is shorter and then the thanksgiving and two two thanksgiving encouraged. So different thanksgiving, the thanksgiving of Cain, the thanksgiving of Abel, and two thanksgiving encouraged. Would you read the article in the newspaper? It would say, murder after church you read it. Murder after church after church after all. So apparently two people stood uh, the worshiping together in, in church. And they left church and the one killed the other after, 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 after worshiping. And they're even brothers. See that is the Bible story. They had a worshipping together. they were brothers and after church the one killed the other. Let's follow the story. And Adam knew Eve, his wife. Of course. Of course, Adam knew. Adam knew who she was. He knew her very well. No, no, no. This is polite saying something else. This is a euphemism. Euphemism is when you say something softer and kind of not directly. So I knew as well, meaning they were close. They were intimate. And the consequence was that she conceived. So Adam knew his wife, and she conceived. You have to read in one breath. Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived, and back Cain. Many things in chapter four are the first things. This has never happened before that someone conceived that the baby was worked in the room, made of currency rod. First time. First time that the baby grew. And you could see it, of course. And the first time the baby was born, a delivery. And then a never delivered. They were made as adults. And for the first time, the soul had so much pain and living in the child. And the first time that they were holding the baby and feeding the baby, never seen it before. And Adam knew his wife, she conceived by Cain. And she said, "I have gone a man from the Lord." So she was excited. I've got a man. Well, what does it mean? Why was she so excited? The well, most commentators say you have to con- connect this to the previous chapter, to chapter three. In chapter three, you read in verse fifteen. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. That is spoken to the serpent, right? So the Lord had promised that there will be a savior, a seed, a seed. Her seed shall bruise the head of the serpent. So Eve has been thinking about it. I will have a child. I will have a son. I will have a man child. And he will bruise the head of the serpent. He will. So she had expectation. She had hope that the Savior will be born. And now the child is born. him. He is my savior. And she said, I've got a man from the Lord. Well, she was mistaken. It was the opposite. He would kill his brother, but she had expectations. She had so much hope. She conceived by Cain, I begotten a man from the Lord, and she again bear his brother Abel. And Abel was the keeper of the sheep, and Cain was the tiller of the ground. So let's talk about Cain first. Cain grew up as a boy, an older, and he learned to till the ground. Not as a road to tiller, just by hand, till it the, 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 the got loose, to plow it, with a simple plow, and to sow the seed, and to care for the crop, and to fertilize somehow, and to harvest it. And he did that. He was a farmer. A farmer who after church killed his brother Cain was a tiller of the ground and in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord so after a while Something dawned on Cain. He must have thought of his mom, his dad. They sometimes also presented gifts to each other. I suppose they sometimes must have said thank you. If thank you, Adam. They are also polite and good to one another. I hope. May have seen something of that and. He had also an innate and inborn knowledge of good and evil. So he came with the idea to give something to the Lord. And he had worked hard and was also thanking the Lord. Yes, working hard. Is a responsibility. I read in the Bible, Go to the end, thou sluggard, consider ways, and be wise. And be wise. So on Thanksgiving, we give back to the Lord. We sacrifice unto him because we have received something by hard work. And uh, working is not a consequence of the fall, right? No. I don't even working before the fall, already. And after the fall, it becomes hard. And there is sweat, and there are weeds, and the ground is cursed, and works against us. But work itself is a gift, is a blessing. Let me just insert this. In the time of the apostle Paul, in the congregation of Thessalonica, some said, "Why would I go to work? Because the savior is coming back. The Lord Jesus is returning. So it's the sense, of building a house, or plowing the ground, or sowing the seed, or whatever." I just sit back and wait for Jesus to come back, right? And Joseph Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. So, you have to work. It's a gift. It is a must. It is something the Lord has commanded, not only for, to adults, also to young people in school. It is a sin against God to not do your best. Sin against the Lord, He you just I lazy. How oh, I don't want to do my homework. I don't do my best of my test. I don't care. To work with your own hands, we manage you, and not be like the like, 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 like the sluggard. It came to pass in process of time that came and brought the fruit of the ground and an offering to the Lord. So he just went to the field, he harvested a piece of grain or vegetables, or I don't know exactly what, and he, me, he built an altar with unhewn stones. He stacked them up with some wood on there, and fire, and then, laid on there the grain and the vegetables and he offered it to the Lord. You see the smoke up and you see Cain standing there. That's commendable, isn't it? I like that. I like to see that this man has some sense. There's some idea of I have to sacrifice. I have to be thankful to the Lord. This is not something happening automatically. We have a reason to say thank the Lord. And he did. And Abel, he was so proud of the first of his flock and of the feather of, you talk about it later, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had no not respect. So Abel followed his example. He thought, I can do that. He went to the flock, he took a lamb, he killed it, the blood flowed on the ground, he laid on the altar, he also would put fire on there. And you see that he also takes of the fat, of the fat, his flock, of his flock, the firstlings of his flock, and the feather of, the best ones, and the fat as well. And the Lord respect unto Abel and to his offering. How did they know? Somehow, Caleb felt in his heart that God was not accepting his sacrifice. The Lord, they know that he felt kind of not good at all about it. But Abel's offering was pleasing to God. The Lord really liked it. So what was happening here, and how did they know? You may know that Bible's picture, children' Bible picture of the smoke going straight up, and the smoke going kind of horizontal. That's possible. with this fantasy, or if they felt in the heart? I do not just told them. I don't know. One thing is sure, Abel, Abel sacrifices us, respected by the was pleasing to God. And Cain's offering, he did his best. He absolutely did his best. He was a nice man. He worked hard. It was his idea. The Lord said, I don't like it. I don't want it. I have no respect for it. It's so hard, and Cain took it hard. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect, and Cain was very rough, angry, and his countenance fell. You could see it in his face. He was not happy at all. He was angry. He had that question, why? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with my sacrifice? I can't stand this, The dark look on his face, the anger. What are you like? Well, it's kind of new to me, but I knew it, but I didn't know it. I never realized it. The Lord came and spoke to Cain. Before he did anything wrong, I mean, before he killed his brother. And the Lord warned him. And the Lord said unto Cain, why are Roth? What's the matter, Cain? What happened? What do you feel? Why are wrath? And why is thy countenance fallen? Why do you look so dark? Do you have a reason for that? So although the Lord knew everything, he looked at the heart of Cain. The Lord yet approached him and warned him and said, Why? What's wrong? If thou doest well, Cain, shall thou not be accepted? If you do well, Something is wrong there, right? And if thou doest not well, sin lies at the door. It's crouching. It's stalking you. Sin, a personification of sin. Sin is going to make, make, make a person. Sin lies at the door. And is jumping on you. If you don't, be careful. I see. See already something of the extreme goodness, patience, long-suffering of the Lord. Before he's doing anything wrong to his brother, the Lord says, I, you can be accepted too. You do well. But be careful. Sin is around the corner. Can just jump on you. In case you have similar feelings, similar anger with people. Maybe it's a love issue that you hate, that you hate her. Be careful because sin lies at the door, and unto this shall be his desire. And those who rule over him you must rule over your sin you must be careful and in church now why did lord not like it what was wrong with his offering well the thoughts are different some say the real sacrifice had to be bloody. Blood needs to flow. If blood does not flow, it is worth nothing. So Abel killed the lamb, and the blood flew. The blood fell on the ground. So that was the reason why it was accepted. Something. I don't believe it. There is a Razor and Minka, it says in the Bible, a minka, a gift. So Simon said, I think it is more that Abel put more effort into it. He took of the first leaves of the flock and he also gave the fat. It is the quality of the gift. The quality. have a hard time believing that as well. So what is it then? We can read it in Hebrews 11. In Hebrews 11 it is made very clear that it is a faith issue. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and a faith was missing. This find it in Hebrews 11, I think it's the fourth verse. Hebrews 11 is about um, bank, the bank, the hall of faith, right? And in the hall of faith, you also find Abel here, and also the explanation of why it was accepted. Hebrews 11, there's four. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By faith. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift. And by it, he being dead yet speaketh. And look at verse 6, Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is. And that is a reward of them that diligently seek Him. See? So the difference between Cain and Abel is that Cain had no faith. Not highly esteeming God, not trusting Him, no relationship at all. That is strange, right? He said he sacrificed. He gave an offering. He was first. He did his best. He was an example to his brother. So why? He missed that connection. He missed the faith. And if faith is missing, whatever you do, it is not pleasing to God. So, you can give $10,000 to the church. You can be just an example to the whole congregation. You can take initiatives like King did. You may be an example also to others outside the church. But if you miss that warmth, you miss that life, you miss the new heart. If you have if you're not regenerated, if it is most in your your head, maybe it's emotion, but not in the heart, then the Lord is not well pleased. Because with a faith it is impossible to please God. So think about that today. Thanksgiving. If you have no faith, you can't. No faith means no faith. Even. No true faith means distance between God and your soul. So you may be proud of being example and being strict, and consequential and sound and faithful but if a faith is missing the Lord is not well pleased it is impossible to please God without faith and Cain talked with Abel, his brother. Verse eight. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and he slew him. Murder the church. They have been sacrificing together. Together. And. He lured him into the field to be together so that nobody else would see it. I believe that Adam and Eve had more children because Cain was also marrying someone else, right? There are more people than you think. And Jeepu was very healthy. So also Earthlings could bury those those days. But he he killed him. How? I don't know. A stick, stone, head or just his fist, or strangling him, or the knife. I don't know. He killed him. Amazing. And both was, was, was not up. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood cried unto me from the, from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which has opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. Cain does not get punished right away. I will think the Lord will kill Cain, Cain, no, right? He killed Abel, so the Lord says, it's over. He'll kill you. But the Lord was first born then, and the Lord started coming. Now it has happened, the Lord is still kind. Ask him serious questions Where's your brother? What did you do? Now even Cain is depressed now, right? Verse 13 And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear depressed. And the Lord answered him, Behold, thou driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I be hid, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth a wanderer, It shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. And the Lord said, No. Whosoever saith Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any fighting him should kill him. So the Lord is putting a sign on his forehead or arm or, I don't know, something indicating, don't kill this person. I protect him. I have spared him. See that? So how, how, how do you feel about yourself? You feel a uh, cane? You feel uh, I'm guilty? Are my punishment is created that I can bear. See that? The Lord is still kind, still forgiving, still willing to erase sin. It is the grace of our God. We must be so thankful for Cain was not thankful, there was no faith. But the Lord remembered someone without faith. So, you don't have to say anything, leave the church? Oh, the sermon was so negative. It was so much against Cain, and there was no gospel in there. Well, I see lots of gospel in here. The Lord is mindful of His covered mercies. This is a consequence by the way of the previous chapter, right? The previous chapter, chapter 3, is about the fall. And here are the consequences. Genesis 3 is the root. And this is the fruit. It didn't take long. Before there was a dysfunctional family. Already in chapter 4. And the Lord is still in charge and still continues with saving a people from their sins. So let's go to the second thought. Abel seems to be the second child of Adam and Eve. Abel was the keeper of sheep, domesticated sheep. And Abel followed the example of Cain. He was willing to do that, so he went to the flock. He looked over the animals. I'm sure he took one of the best ones. Not one with little sickly and lame or not able to stand or to walk, not the best. And he laid that animal after he had slaughtered it on the, on, on, on the, on, on the altar. And they put fire to it and he sacrificed it to the Lord. Yes, this is an example of the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus was willing to be sacrificed on the cross, was willing to give his life to save the people from their sins. But Abel had a relationship with the Lord. He knew the Lord, and the Lord knew him. There was something between them. Abel had a tenderness. The Lord had given him a new heart, taking his, take his stony heart out, Give him the hundred of flesh, you could not see it on the outside. Cain and Abel just looked similar. They were both sacrificing. I don't see difference, but the Lord was not believe. So exactly exactly. So exactly, who he was, and it pleased the Lord. I cannot tell you. How much the Lord is pleased with a true faith. When He is trusted. When people take refuge unto Him. When people cannot do it themselves. When they rely entirely on the Savior, that is so pleasing to Him. When hearts break, there is joy in heaven over sin repenting, mourn over the 99 that seem not to need repentance. Oh, the Lord loves it. He loves to see his own work. His own work. And to be trusted, not to be doubted, not to be ignored, not to experience distance from, that would be really thanksgiving if this day you could give thanks in faith. And speak well from the heart of the God and that Jesus and his work and his salvation and his laying down of life, and his rising and ascending and sitting at the right hand of God the Father. So pleasing that it is impossible to please God without faith. So don't be proud like Caleb. Caleb's proud of being such a good member of the enemy, so to speak. He, was, he felt good about it, that I, I'm, I'm sacrificing to the Lord, I'm giving a lot. He was the leader in worshiping. How sad. Oh, may the Lord take that pride away. May the Lord make us poor and needy. And may the make us like Abel, empty handed, meek, a beggar, not deserving anything but there. That. that is thanksgiving. And there's thanksgiving in the Bible, more you can imagine. I was surprised, I used uh, knaves Tropical Bible, heard of it? It's kind of helpful. You look at the word thanksgiving, it's also online. Look at the thanksgiving. You see all the Bible texts, the thanksgiving, and what to, pay, what to give thanks for, and how, and it's overwhelming, the amount of texts regarding thankfulness. And I think especially the Apostle Paul mentions Thanksgiving a lot. Here are a few texts before we go to the last one. I thank God that I baptized none of you but Christians Christ, and gayans. So he was thanking God. For baptism. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you out towards each other abounded. So we thank you, God. And he says, We are bound to do that. We are to thank God. It is neat to do that. It is fitting to do that, especially when people's faith is growing exceedingly. Faith growing exceedingly. That's possible. It's possible that faith stays small. Also, faith can grow exceedingly, and the charity, the love of evangelism toward each other abounded. So the apostles so happy to see fruits in the church. There was faith and love. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. Your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. So, Paul said, I'm thankful that you don't keep it to yourself. That you bring the word to other nations, to other tribes, to other parts of the country. be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto god so in all things in everything in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be known and to God all the time, all the time, without ceasing. Rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding in with Thanksgiving. Abounding in. Are we abounding You think? You think, you think? Maybe there's an abundance of food this afternoon, I suppose. Abundance, there is the abundance of thanksgiving. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Abel had that constant thanksgiving in his heart. He didn't, think, he didn't think, if I just do this, then I'm done for a while. No, he had a, a humble spirit and was following the Lord. Brings to the last one. Our third thought, to thanksgiving and courage. The congregation, we read in the Bible that the Lord Jesus. Also oh, so was giving thanks. The Lord Jesus thanked his Father. the three examples of that. Matthew 11, verse twenty five. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. So the Lord Jesus was thanking his Father for revealing the truth to his people. For I thank you that he has revealed it. Or John 11, verse 41. Then they took away the stone, the story about Lazarus, from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. So he raised Lazarus, and Lord Jesus thanked his father What a bond. And also he thanked the Father for the cup when he instituted the Lord's Supper. This work of Christ continues. He has not stopped doing that. In heaven, the Lord Jesus is still giving thanks to his Father. are thanks he has finished. A thing she won't do anymore. A thing she should ask him for. We should not ask him to die. He has died. We should not ask him to rise. He has risen. We should ask him to ascend. He has ascended. We should not ask him to pay. He has paid the price. It is finished. But he is still in heaven And continues to pray and continues to give thanks. That is gospel as well. He prays at the right hand of the Father for the salvation of his people, to also keep them in his hands. But also he gives thanks to his Father he knows it so well. His Father is worthy of it, worthy of all glory. <coughs> <coughs> are certain things you don't forget. I remember uh, in classes as a as boy. <coughs> and one of the elders taught us about prayer. And he told us that they had been on a house visitation and came to an elderly woman and they asked her how she was doing. And she said that she had sore knees. So they said, That's not nice. Yeah, she said, But now I cannot bow my knees anymore before the Lord. I would love to be on my knees. I can't. I can't anymore. You're sad about that. And the albert had said, That's okay. Don't worry. You can sit on your chair and just give thanks anyway. And she said, But he is so worthy of it. So there was a tenderness there, right? He's so worthy of it. So let me ask you the question, in your heart, is he worthy of it to bow your knees for, to render him thanks also today? Maybe see it, that he is, uh, I did not only look at Nave's topical Bible, also looked at Hitchcock's topical uh, analysis. And also a whole list of things about faith giving with text biotext editor. I'm going to read a few of those things off. So to lay it in your hands, to just let you consider if that's part of your faith giving to God, or to Christ, and especially through Christ, in the name of Christ, on behalf of God's servants, in private worship, in public worship, in everything. Upon the completion of great undertakings. there. Upon the completion of great undertakings. Before receiving food. Always. As the remembrance of God's holiness. For the goodness and mercy of God. For the gift of Christ, for Christ's power and reign, for the reception and effectual working of the word of God in others, to deliverance from enduring sin through Christ. It's all about thankfulness, right? For victory over death and the grave, for wisdom and might, for the triumph of the gospel, for the conversion of others, for faith exhibited by others, for love exhibited by others, for the grace bestowed on others, for the zeal exhibited by others, for the needness of God's presence, for appointment to spiritual service, for willingness to offer our property for God's service, for the supply of our bodily needs, for all people, for all things, try to digest it for yourself, and I'd like to encourage you to take a time or so today for Thanksgiving. Give thanks unto the Lord. That's a command. Right? Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name, making known his deeds among the people. Encouraging. Psalm 95. Let us come before, before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him himself. All oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Psalm 95. 105. Call upon the name, make known his deeds among the people. Psalm one forty seven sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving, sing praise upon the harp unto our God. A murder of the church. The Lord yet protecting Cain. Can you believe it? to not accepting the sacrifice of Abel, with a faith in there, and the Lord yet continuing. Because now, Abel's dead, Cain was a very bound and wanderer, and not long after, another son is born, Seth, and the Lord says, I yet continue continue with my work. I will save the people from, from, from the sins. See the Lord and live. Amen.